Hey Raiders family, it's Berkey here and welcome to my uh, pre-game top 10 versus the Knights uh, tomorrow at uh, GIA Stadium. Guys, thanks for joining me on Berkey's Top 10. I'm your host, David Burke. Um, for those joining me for the first time, a big, big welcome. Uh, Berkey's Top 10 is a Canberra Raiders rugby league show where I uh, discuss a pre-game uh, top 10 of what I think will happen through the game with our opposition as well as their strengths and our strengths and their weaknesses and our weaknesses. And then I do a post-game wrap um, just to digest and dissect uh, the result and exactly sort of what transpired after the game. So for your first time, thanks for joining me. Uh, so look, what a week. It was a very, um, I don't know, just a, just, a, just a sad week actually after we had last week's game in the bag. But one of the beautiful things about Rugby League is as always next week, and next week is now upon us with tomorrow's big game against the Knights. So guys, without further ado, I want to get into my top 10 uh, and look at some areas and some, 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 uh, some ways and some players and plays that I think we can get over the top of the Knights. So look, let's start with the Knights first. Um, obviously, their big player is going to be Mitchell Pearce. Uh, now look, honestly, the guy is vulnerable under pressure in my opinion. Um, he needs to be. We need to talk to him the whole time. We need to get into his head, and we need to not give him any time or space to run his plays. So we've got. It's very important that we're on him for the full eighty minutes, like last week with Ash Taylor. He'll have the ball in his hands at least four out of five sets. So it's vitally important that we try and close him down, and maybe get a couple of errors early. Obviously, he's out to prove some big points this year. Um, in attack, he's big go is a massively quick play the balls by his plays. He really loves to control that tight area around the ruck and try and catch out our lazy forwards. What Pierce does effectively when his side's on the front foot, he'll play very much to our defensive line, meaning he won't pass the ball two or three metres back. He'll run either to the line and pass or try and get through the line and offload. Um, he'll have runners coming both inside and outside every time he touches the ball. So we have to be on red alert, especially close to our line, because one of his big goes when he's close to our line is he likes to sprint that three to four metres forward quickly and score a try. Um, in that instance, five metres out, he's going to disregard his runners, try and get a quick play of the ball, and score on his own every time. So we've got to keep a really tight, compact defence close to our line, because he'll be looking to expose any lazy forwards that we might have. So point two of this week's top ten is Kalen Ponga, a young kid, but he's got a lethal step. So our kicks downfield, we must have a straight line on every occasion. We can't have a fractured line. Um, we can't have anyone rushing up, or he'll make us look like a fool. Um, with Ponga's attack, particularly close to our line, He'll try and run an inside ball off Pierce every time Pierce has it. Because what Pierce is trying to do, what Pong is trying to do, is trying to expose a lazy marker who's made that previous tackle, who has not shuffled across either left or to right to close down Ponga's line. So Ponga's going to come on the inside of Pierce most times close to our line, so we need to be ready for it. Number three, Aiden Guerra. In attack, he will be Pierce's front forward player. So what I mean by that is when Pierce runs the ball, he'll have Guerra as his first runner and a decoy. 
nine times out of 10, he's going to hit Guerra all the time. Um, Guerra is one of those forwards who runs a really good angled line, meaning he comes from outside running back into a gap. Uh, so if our guys aren't watching that run, we're going to be exposed through the middle if we're looking past Guerra to an outside man. So our defenders must be eyeballing him every time because that'll be the first forward that Pierce goes to, as I said, in most instances. So that's where I think the Knights will try and expose us in with those three players. Uh, as we know, they've got a big forward pack. They exposed us a little bit last year with their intensity. We didn't match them early, and we got caught a couple of times. So we, re we really need to be on our game and on our go early with the Knights because they're going to go with us, believe me, for the full 80 minutes. So we can't have a letdown with what they're going to bring, which is intensity and a will to win. So look, let's talk about us, most importantly. One of, first thing I want to talk about is the Viking clap. Now, look, guys, let's be honest. It's the most emotive team welcome in Australian sport across all sporting codes. Union, AFL, soccer, hockey, netball, you name it. No one has a team welcoming like our Viking clap, and we have to use it and, and basically grind every inch of worth out of it at our home game. So it's our first home game tomorrow, guys, and we need that clap to be heard where I am in Brisbane. Uh, it just gives me goosebumps thinking about it. And with, 20, with, with basically you know 20,000 fans going deluxe with it, guys, we need to hear it. So it's, it's so good to have this at our home games, and this is going to get us over the line if it's a close game, guys. So we really need to build up that momentum when the boys take the field. Uh, number five, I want to talk about Jordan Rapana. Look, I can't remember the last time Jordan had two tries scored against him in a game. Uh, obviously, as one of the premier wingers in World Rugby League, which he is, uh, he'll be burning big time from his last effort. He would not have liked it, and I'm sure he won't let it happen again. I'm expecting a big one from him, to be honest with you. Uh, and I think his clash with the Ross dog will be an absolute cracker. Number six is Charlie Gubb, or the Gubster. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Charlie come off the bench. He's just one of those guys that a side needs. He's got plenty of grit and plenty of grind, and which is what we need to see from the Gubster. I mean, in, in Charlie's case, I mean, to get a cult following, which he's starting to get, you have to earn a cult following. Uh, and I think he has it in him to, to get that respect from myself and, our, and other Raiders supporters. Um, so, like, when he comes on, I think his mission, if he wishes to accept it, is to keep that ruck nice and tight in defence and in attack, put his ass where you wouldn't put his elbow or where you wouldn't put your elbow and take those really hard, hard, busted, gritty runs to get us out of trouble. So I think that's his game plan. Very simple. And if you can do that, it's going to be very effective for us. Point seven is a little polish. Look, we weren't far off against the Titans. Yeah, look, up 18-0, 24-6, 24-12. Um, you know, we just were a little rusty in certain areas and a lack of concentration. Look, it could have been only the one trial. Uh, the Titans at home, once the crowd got into the game, it was like 14 against 13, so it was tough. Um, but look, we, we weren't really that far off. That run, I hope, was good to blow the cobwebs out. It would have been great to come away with those two points. I think we deserved it. 
But look, we weren't far off. Obviously, 30-28 is, is, um, is heartbreaking once again. But there was a lot of more positive signs out of the game, in my opinion, than negative. So we just need a little bit, as I said, a little bit more polish in certain areas of our game for tomorrow. And we should get the chocolates. Point eight, say after me, and I don't mean to sound like a, a broker record, but we need a better kicking game. We need repeat sets. And we need no errors in good field position for the opposition. It's so simple and boring, but one of the most effective game plans you can have. Um, we've just got to have the mental aptitude to follow it through. It's so simple, as I said. So just get rid of those three things or, in, or in, in, um, uh, affect those three things. And we're going to be close to getting the win tomorrow. Point nine I want to talk about is too many cooks. Um, look, if Aiden, Blake and Sam are on the field at the same time, they just all need to be extremely clear and concise as to who is doing what and when they are doing it. They must maintain calm and maintain composure, not be panicky and just let things unfold in front of them. Uh, I'd say they're both going they're all going to be on the field at some stage tomorrow together, so someone just has to take that back seat whether it's Blake, whether it's Aiden, whether it's Sammy, and just let the other two do what they have to do. Having three try to run it, it's just going to cause people getting in the way of each other. Um, so look, we just have to let that unfold and just remain calm. Really important. Point 10, um, I want to talk about Cato. Uh, look, I don't know the guy, um, but you know, tomorrow is for him. Uh, his family have come down. I think it's a beautiful gesture by our club to, to honour what he brought to the club um, and having his family there is obviously going to be very emotive. Look, having not known Cato, I'm sure he's up there saying, guys, don't do it for me. Be selfish and do it for yourself. That's all I want. That's the sort of thing he'd be saying. A lot of these Islander boys are beautiful family people. They have a very, very strong faith. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think people who have met Cato, he's brought something to our club. He's brought something to our culture. As I said, he never played in A grade, but I think the indelible mark he's left on uh, not only the players and the fans and the officials speaks monumental testament to the type of guy he wants. So look, I'm sure he's looking down tomorrow. I'm sure that everyone who came in contact with Cato, he made people feel better for knowing him. But as I said, Cato would want the boys to do it for themselves first and not for him. All he wants is the win. So Cato, this one's for you tomorrow, mate. I'm sure the guys will do it for you. So guys, that's all for my top 10 this week. Um, looking forward to tomorrow's big one. Thank you for your time as always. If you want to get in contact with me, I'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, go to my uh, Facebook page, which is Berkey's Top 10. That's Berkey's Top 10 on Facebook. Reach out to me on Twitter at Berkey Top 10. So that's uh, Berkey without an S. So Twitter is at Berkey Top 10. And guys, look forward to tomorrow's game. Look forward to your post-game support next week. Have a fantastic day tomorrow, guys. And as always, bleed green. Berkey, bye for now.